This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. NFL Friday, Week 16, coming at you. Vinny DeBellis, joined by Jackson Heil and Artemis Sagaris. How you guys doing? Can't complain, man. Can't complain. Yeah, pretty good. The rain was kind of a downer today, but hopefully it's slowing down. All done with finals. Good good time of the year to check out some, not playoff football quite yet, but playoff imp- implications, especially this week, next week. I got to say, though, the commute was rough today. That, that's yeah. a good point. Oh, my God. The drive this morning to the station was a disaster. Well, we're getting but, started late. For oh. me, it was the fog. was crazy finishing yeah. on my Jets report. But we're here now, which is definitely good news. Some games, I mean, we're going to get into the Pick'em segment later, and before we touch on Jets and Giants, just some games that interest you guys this week. I'm sort of taking a look down right now. The one that jumps out at me, first to just talk about a little bit, Ravens-Chargers tomorrow night. Both of those teams playing for a lot. Obviously, the Chargers want to win that AFC West. Ravens trying to stay in the playoffs at that 5 or 6 spot. I don't think the Ravens are going to end up staying there just because I really like the way the Colts have been playing recently. And it's a tough rest of the schedule for the Ravens. But t- tomorrow, that's the game to watch. Chargers at home. What are you guys looking for in, in that one? That was the main one I was pointing at because I, I want to see how Lamar Jackson fares against a really good L.A. Chargers defense that has really picked up its game the last four or five weeks. And also, I just don't know if Lamar Jackson is the type of quarterback that would fare well against a Chargers defense. Lamar Jackson is great, don't get me wrong. I, I love what he brings to the table, and I pray to God that he can stay healthy because his style of play is just so conducive to injuries in this league. But, man, that's going to be his real first tough test. I mean, he's he's had some big pass rushers come at him, like Kansas City had a big pass rush against him. But, man, I mean, that that's going to be a tough test for him, especially on the road. Yeah, I honestly don't think that the Ravens are going to win against the Chargers. I just think that the Chargers have been on such a winning streak, and I— I know the Ravens are going to be playing hard, obviously, because they want to win every game they can and they might make the playoffs, but I honestly don't think it's going to happen for them. Yeah, and you mentioned that Chargers winning streak, and somehow I still feel like they're not getting the respect that they deserve. If you look at these last few games, come from behind victories against the Chiefs, Bengals not that impressive, but the Steelers game, that was really big. Chiefs and Steelers both on the road, huge wins, and the defense doesn't get enough credit. So I totally agree with both of you guys there. Seahawks not too long ago they beat on the road. So this is a team with a veteran quarterback, who has all the incentive in the world last few years of his career, and he's still playing really great football. It seems like it would be the story tale ending for the Chargers to finally make this run. That's what I keep yeah. hearing. I don't know if they can do it just because of how many contenders there are in the AFC, but they definitely have to be talked Man, about a little bit. I hope they do. I, I love Phillip Rivers. I'm a big Phillip Rivers guy. I mean, his antics on the sideline are awesome. Just the faces he makes. It's it's. I, I, love, I love him, and I think he's a great quarterback too, and Hopefully Keenan Allen also starts to get the respect he deserves too because that dude's a monster in terms of, I mean, his target share is unbelievable and he catches everything. But another game I'm looking at too, Texans-Eagles this weekend Mm. is going to be a good one because, listen, I mean, the Eagles looked like a different team last week with Nick Foles in at quarterback. And that's not to say Carson Wentz is is worse than Nick Foles because it's not true, but he hasn't been healthy all year. And finally got a healthy quarterback. The Eagles finally started to run the football. And we obviously know the Texans, I mean, they won 10 games in a row and have, the last two weeks have kind of been stinkers, even the week, the win over the Jets. But, I mean, that's going to be a tough test for Houston, too. I mean, even with the Eagles injuries, I, I think that one's going to be a good one also. Yeah, I had that game down, actually, as my game to watch this week. Uh, I mean, not that they're that 
evenly matched because the Texans are 10 and four and the Eagles are seven and seven. But you're right about Nick Foles. I do think that he might be able to bring the Eagles to another playoff, maybe to another Super Bowl. I mean, it's too soon to even tell about that yet. But I definitely think that with Nick Foles as the quarterback, they might make the playoffs again. Yeah, it's a bizarre dynamic in Philly just because I don't think there's anyone who would say uh, Foles is close to the quarterback that Wentz is. I think you could call Wentz a top five talent-wise quarterback in the league. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, but they're just not the same behind him. It's kind of similar to – in the NHL, where you sort of have a hot goaltender, you're the hockey Dude, guy. Dude, it's here, funny because that was the yeah. exact comparison. It, it's, about to, it's like yeah. it's like the Rangers when the the preparation changes. Like I mean, with backup goals that they've had, Camp Talbot, Anti Ranta, the defense would the defensive preparations change when you have a quarterback like that. And you look at what the Eagles did against the Rams. Finally, got back to running the football. They hadn't been running the football much at all all season long, and they finally kind of went with a steady dose to set up some play action. I mean, we saw the big play that they had to Alshon Jeffrey in that game. I mean, that was set up completely by play action. So it, it, it kind of changes the dynamic of their offense. Obviously, there's so many injuries there where I don't know if winning the division is realistic because all the Cowboys have to do is win one game down the stretch. But, I mean, listen, playoffs is still an option for the Eagles. It'll, it'll be a tough test for Houston because, I mean, Houston's also got that pass rush dynamo and Clowney and Watt so it'll be interesting to see how the Eagles handle that but just one more game to look at Steelers Saints also Mm. which I mean Steelers fighting for divisional playoff hopes I mean the Saints obviously are the Saints and they've had some struggles the past few weeks but that that, that should be a good one too yeah Steelers Saints I'd say the Saints the fact that they're at home they're so much better when they're at home especially at this point in the season, only one loss was the first game of the season to Tampa Bay, 48-40 game, and they've been playing much better at this point in the year. I like the Saints in that one, but the Steelers at this time of the year, especially with that convincing win, I believe it was last week against the Pats, and that was the best performance, especially from that Steelers D that I've seen. I know Brady doesn't have much to work with at this point in the season, not a great receiving core, everything going on with Josh Gordon recently. Um, So, But but you still got to credit the Steelers D for just – Taking away New England's top targets, especially late in that game, Brady couldn't find Gronk, couldn't find Edelman there, and they were trying to make somebody else beat them, and it didn't work out. So never count Pittsburgh out in big games this type of the, at this time of the year. Yeah, and I think the thing, I look at the Steelers, I mean, that you just never know what you're going to get from them at this time of the year, especially with Mike Tomlin at the head there. I mean, that, that, dude is, that dude's unbelievable for so many different reasons, but I mean, Coming off a loss to the Raiders on the road, in which Chris Boswell falls down on, but that that's that story is is remarkable in itself with how many extra points he's missed this year. But just should be an interesting game. I mean, listen, I I think you made a good point. The Saints being at home, they're pretty much unbeatable there. So I I don't think that New Orleans loses this one. But I mean, listen, if the Ravens beat the Chargers and the Steelers lose, I think the Ravens are in first place in the division. So it it just creates a very interesting dynamic in terms of how this game goes can really decide how the AFC playoff picture ends up turning out. I do agree with what you said about the Saints being basically unbeatable at home, but I am a little worried about them after their performance last week because the Saints-Panthers game was just absolutely insane. I mean, it was so low scoring, but with the amount of turnovers by both teams, do I think they're going to win against the Steelers? Yes, but I'm just worried after last week's performance what they're going to deliver for the rest of the season. No, I totally agree with that. They haven't been as convincing really since that Cowboys loss. I saw a little bit of that Panthers game, and it was just an ugly game altogether. 
you know. Um, but but if the Saints D comes through, I feel pretty good about the team going forward, especially being at home with Breeze. So that's that's one to definitely check out. A lot of big games with playoff implications this week, and we'll get into those in the Pick'em segment later. But for now, it's time for our first fantasy hit with Jack Hallwell. Who are some of the safest bets in fantasy this week? Here are the players our expert thinks you must start if you're looking to win your matchup. All right, thanks, guys. We'll start with the quarterback position. I've got Matt Ryan as my quarterback. I want to see starting this weekend on your fantasy team if you have him playing in that finals game, trying to avoid being in last place. A lot of quarterbacks are playing some tough defenses this weekend, guys. Matt Ryan's going up against a Panthers team that really doesn't have much to play for at this point. He's coming off a 231-yard performance. He threw for two touchdowns, ran for a third. Don't sleep on the Falcons just because they have a 5-9 record. Ryan's put together a pretty good season. Look for him to start if you are in a crunch in your finals game. Over to the running back position, I'm looking at Jordan Howard, the 49ers. have allowed a rushing TD in each of their last four games. I expect Jordan Howard and the Bears to make that five straight. Not to mention that Trubisky has struggled a bit in the last couple of games, and Howard has received at least 16 carries in each of his past three games, so he's going to get the ball a lot, and that bad 49ers rush defense might have trouble handling him. Finally, the tight end position, Evan Engram of our local New York football giants. No Odell this week, of course, and Engram in the two games without Odell this season has caught for more than 70 yards in each of them, and I expect that trend to continue this weekend. Great stuff there from Jack Caldwell, fantasy expert. I agree with you on the the Ryan pick. I think throughout the year, he's sort of been slept on as far as he's put together, like you said, solid season, but he doesn't get the respect of maybe Mahomes. Mahomes a little bit flashier this year, but really solid. Are any of you guys still alive? I know you got a big fantasy game coming up nah, this weekend. I, I, I lost this You week. lost last yeah. Oh, I was not paying attention because I'm it knocked d- out. It hurts that Goff and Ertz and the Rams D combined for 17 points. And that was basically the uh the death sentence for last me, week but. was bizarre i feel like the whole league was not really i mean charlie's 13 and 0 and put up like i don't even know how many points he put up he put up like 60 something points it was ridiculous but hey that, that's fantasy football that's how it for is. Yeah. i got a league or two where i'm still going and uh yeah counting on my homes big time but matt ryan not a bad play either of you guys alive in any leagues I made the semifinals last week for my fantasy league, um, but we played two games, and then we decide who, like, who the winner of those two games yeah, yeah. is out. And I won the first game, but just by a hair, and I lost the second one. So now I'm out. I'm playing for third place now. Um, but yeah, you're you're right in that it was a crazy league for fantasy last week. I mean, my first pick this year was Saquon Barkley, and he's been putting up 20 plus points every week. And last week he put up nine. And that was kind of disappointing. And would I have won if he put up twenty? Yes, but um, that's things like that happen. You, man. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. You, you can't predict that stuff, and uh, especially with a star player like that. And I'm, I'm not upset. He's given me a good year. Exactly, because yeah. you didn't, it's not like you lost with Saquon on your bench. That's when you have to start second guessing. Yeah. Like, why didn't I play my guy? You're gonna play Saquon every week, so there's nothing you can really I, do. about I did that. lose with Derrick Henry on my bench. That hurts. I had thirty, <laughs> and then I benched him the week before when he had four touchdowns. So Yikes. I'm playing in the finals this week, and I have Cam Newton and Odell on my team. So I'm, I've got to dig deep into my bench for these finals. I think right now I'm only projected to lose by about four, so that really doesn't That's mean anything. Game right 
there. So I'm playing around with my bench. I'm trying to get crafty, but I'm pretty bummed that two of my best fantasy guys this year aren't going to be available for my most important game. So best of luck to everybody playing in their fantasy chip or whatever game it is. I respect anyone who still sets the lineup at this point in the year <laughs> who's not playing for anything. But we'll get into our Jets report that I did a few minutes ago right now. Although it came in a loss, Sam Darnold's performance Saturday against the Texans may have been his best game yet. Darnold's 253 yards passing and two TDs aren't eye-popping stats, but it was the poise and playmaking ability on two key second-half drives that left such a strong impression. Ultimately, the Jets' D couldn't hold Houston after getting a lead late in the fourth, and Darnold didn't have enough magic left in the tank to go the full length of the field again, but the Jets fought in a game in which they easily could have folded. When addressing the media Friday, head coach Todd Bowles was insistent that the team's struggles this year are not a result of a lack of effort. Well, effort's always been there, so, you know, you're pleased with that. If you have to coach effort, then you're in the wrong place. So these guys take good responsibility and take onus of themselves, and they come out ready to play. We just got to execute better, but very happy with the effort. This Sunday in the Jets' home finale, Gang Green has its sights set on Green Bay, a team that has had arguably an even more disappointing season than the Jets. As much as the Packers have struggled, Rodgers is still an all-time great with the ability to pick defenses apart if he can get things going. The Jets' defense finished with six sacks against Houston and should apply the same type of pressure against Rodgers. On offense, Quincy Anunu is still out, so look for Darnold to build on his relationship with Robbie Anderson, which was clicking nicely last week. I think the Jets have been playing well enough recently to squeak out a high-scoring win. Give me Jets 30, Packers 27. Covering the... <laughs> I'm Vinny DeBellis, WFUV Sports. So a bit of an optimistic pick there from me. Hoping the Jets can uh, win in the last time I'll see them this year against Green Bay. But could be tough because, like I said, you know how Rodgers is. If he gets some confidence, regardless of who's coaching or what weapons he has, he can tear a defense apart. And the Jets D has been torn apart by quarterbacks way worse than Rodgers this Matt year. Matt Barkley, yep. for one. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with that. I mean, I, I do think that the Jets are talented enough to win this game for sure. I mean, is it the best for them to sit most of their starters? That remains to be seen, but <laughs> I, 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 per, I personally would. I, I, I don't really care about these last two You've games. You've been wanting to tank for a while, I feel like. Five weeks or four weeks ago, uh, you're still like... I mean, I'm yeah. so done with this coaching staff that it's yeah you can't even get me started with this. But like, I I personally have been of the opinion that Sam Darnold shouldn't have played another snap snap after the Miami game because this Jeremy Bates has no clue what he's doing as the offensive coordinator. Todd Bowles is Todd Bowles. I, there's nothing really else to say in that regard. And I just feel like if if you seriously want Darnold to be your next level quarterback, you got to give him something to work with. And right now, as currently stands, he ha- he doesn't have anything to work with. And the fact that he was able to put together a performance like he did last week with all things going on with this organization, just so impressive, so impressive. But don't you feel like last week that's beneficial to his development, having a game like oh, that? Oh, it is. In I which- mean, I, I, I do agree with you. I mean, l- listen, I'm, I was wrong in that regard that – Every game he plays from here on out is hurt, hurts his development, which it clearly isn't true. I, I'm just I'm just of the opinion right now. I mean, you watch what has happened. I mean, the offensive line has been, I mean, it's been pretty good. But I mean, with the center situation, that that has been a disaster. I mean, all his weapons are depleted. No Quincy and none. Well, I mean, the running back situation is what it is. I mean, we're 
both Powell and Crowell done for the year. I, it's and the play calling has been an atrocity to say the least. So that I just think that it would it would have been better just to sit him out. Don't don't force him into a situation where he's going to struggle where he, we know he's going to struggle and just call it call it a season at this point. That that's just how I view. It. I mean, props to Darnold for performing though. I mean, he he was awesome last week. I do have to say I'm surprised that you said the Jets were going to win just because I do think that they could pull a win. Um, especially against this Packers team that we're seeing. But with all the injuries in their lineup, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it this week. If if they had everybody healthy or most people healthy, I would say that they could pull it out. But with all the injuries, I don't know. Yeah, a bit of wish, wishful thinking on my part. I just feel like I've picked them to lose so much, <laughs> especially recently that I'm thinking. They, they impressed me last week, so I'm, Go out I'm with hoping. Bang, am I right? Yeah, and also the Packers have been weird this year. I mean, there have been some games they looked like a playoff team, and I thought for a while they were going to be a playoff team. Even that losing record, I was like, okay, they're going to turn around. I don't think Chicago's that good. But at this point, their season's all but over. I mean, last four of their last five games they've lost also, and a lot of those, especially the Cardinals game in which – prompted the McCarthy firing right after the game that that was I guess the low point of the season and then all, all these reports that Rodgers is not a guy that you can really coach Rodgers is not a guy you can really play with I, I just feel like it's such a dysfunctional team at this point that they can definitely lose this they could win it as well but uh, it's not a surefire win for the Packers for me I'll raise you an argument that the Jets are even more dysfunctional yeah, <laughs> as an organization I mean that you just oh, the, the coaching staff is such a such a crisis that it's like I just don't get how you look at how anyone can look at the season and with the, not that they've lost 10 games but the way in which they've lost 10 games is stunning I mean it's ridiculous I mean there, there's a very good argument to be made that the Jets should maybe not should but they, they should finish they could have finished the year eight and eight this year mm-hmm. a lot of close games with poor coaching decisions obviously some personnel decisions as well with with development and that that's going to happen but I mean the way in which they've lost games this year with the lack of awareness of clock management and so, so many different other things that relate to the coaching staff I mean it, it, if if Todd Bowles is even like in consideration to be back next year I, I'm gonna lose my mind maybe he's I, a I defensive coordinator I was hearing that thought thrown around a little bit but that th- that'd be weird though I I don't even want him back because I don't want him back in any capacity because I, for multiple reasons but one I mean the way this part of the reason this team has lost so many games in the fashion that they do is the defense finds a way to sit back in zones every time that they have a lead and I agree. Quarterbacks just pick them apart. It, it's it's a disaster. Clean the entire house except for special teams because that's the only thing that seems to be working well for the Jets right now. Yeah, I don't think Todd Bowles will be in consideration to come back just because even if the Jets do win their next two games, they'll be six and ten, and that's just I mean everybody knows that's not a good record and. With the way, like, you're right, with the way that they've been playing this year in these games that definitely probably could have been won uh, if the coaching staff had been different. I just don't think he'll be back. Neither do I, but I, I can't count on anything with this organization. I, I really can't with some of the decisions that they've made in the past. So hopefully he's not back. Hopefully Bates is out the door with them, but who knows with this team. So we'll see. I have a feeling the clean house as well. You mentioned special teams. One of the bizarre things last week, the one area, I mean, it seems like they played pretty well. Defense was not great yeah. toward the end, but then Myers was missing field goals for the uh, extra points for the first time all year. He'd sort of been the consistent bright spot of the team, and he was not connecting. But I guess, I mean, Bulls gave him the benefit of the doubt after the game. Everybody's entitled to a 
to a bad game. And kickers, it seems like you you can be great every single day. You have oh, yeah, one I mean, bad day, and everybody's ready to fire you. There's a reason Myers is a Pro Bowler this year. Yep. I mean, for sure, he was arguably the best kicker in the entire NFL. I mean, him and Justin Tucker at the top. The amount of times that Myers has bailed out the Jets this year is is incredible. I mean, he's been awesome. And listen, he had a bad game. That that, that crap happens all the time. It it is what it is. Move on. Just real quick before we end the Jets segment with Packers-Jets meeting up this week. Any chance McCarthy is the Jets head coach next year? You're I, not looking I, happy no, about that I idea. I pray to God he isn't. I, I really do. I, I can't stand McCarthy personally. I mean, yes, he's won a Super Bowl, and he he's he did a – I guess you could say he did a pretty good job, but, I mean, he's had, he's had good quarterbacks everywhere he's been. And the fact that the Packers are – Gonna miss the playoffs? What two two years in a row now with Aaron Rodgers at the helm? That that's ridiculous, and I I think that the Packers' success was a by essentially just a byproduct of their talent. They succeeded in spite of McCarthy being there. I don't think he'd be a good fit in New York personally. Yeah, I I think it's definitely possible that he will be considered. And yeah, I agree there. I do think that the Jets might decide to hire him. Do I think it's a good idea? No, for all the reasons you just said. Yeah. But I think the Jets might. Yeah, not, no, I, I, I think there were there were reports of McCarthy or the Jets being interested in McCarthy, mm-hmm. which, I mean, oh, don't even. I, I could go on forever about this. So, let me be. Yeah, we'll have a lot of time <laughs> to discuss who they'll hire. I know you're more in favor of uh, Lincoln Riley. I remember I you love saying Lincoln Riley, high power man. college. Offense, yeah. And I, I, I just, just get a, get a young guy who can mold with Darnold too. I mean, like we saw what happened out west with Jared. I'm still not sold. Jared Goff is a great quarterback, personally, but I mean, you look at what happened when McVay got brought in there, and the entire offense changed. So, also go get a running back too. Go get a star. Go get Le'Veon Bell for all I care. So, so yeah. we'll see what happens with the Jets. And like I said, we'll have a lot of time in the off season to debate who they should get. If they don't bring Bowles back, like you said, that's never uh, out of the question with this organization, but my money's on him probably being fired or maybe reduced to a defensive coordinator role, as strange as that would be. But we'll get into Giants talk following fantasy sleepers with Jack Caldwell. Predicting this week's fantasy duds is just as important as picking this week's fantasy studs. Here's who our expert thinks you should sit this week. All right, fantasy duds. I've got two running backs for you guys for this week. Guys who probably throughout the season were people who you'd consider to start, but you want to watch out for now on this fantasy final weekend. First, I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. He's set to make a return. He's supposed to start and play. Now, last week was a little alarming because his first run of the game was for 25 yards, and then he barely played the rest of the game. He was seen limping on the sidelines. The Jacksonville offensive line is horribly weak now. And to me, he still seems like he's hurt. If he was limping on the sidelines last week, how can you trust him to play this weekend, uh, at, at least effectively, especially with that poor offensive line? Don't count on him to help your team win that championship. I'm also going to throw in Adrian Peterson, the offensive line for the Redskins has not been good of late and the Tennessee defense is going to want to dare Josh Johnson to throw as much as possible. Also keep in mind that the Tennessee rush defense held Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette each to less than 60 yards in their games against them. So Washington or rather Tennessee is going to play the Redskins tough on the rush and look for Josh Johnson to throw the ball as much as possible. So Watch out for AP. Might be a good weekend to bench him. 
All right, so good good uh, analysis there. See some sleepers to play this. Duds, sorry. I keep saying sleepers. Duds to play, not to play this week. Fumbling over my own words. But we'll get into uh, we'll get into the Giants report right now. Week 16 marks the first meaningless game of 2018 for the Giants. For Eli Manning, it could be the last time he wears the home whites for the G-Men. Fittingly, it'll be at the stadium his big bro Peyton built out in Indy. Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman have both expressed optimism that Manning could start in 2019. But with a roster built around offensive skill players, you need to bring in a more dynamic quarterback as soon as possible. With nothing left but playing the role of spoiler, expect to see Saquon Barkley's carries drawn back. While the goal is still to win, the future health of your franchise centerpiece is far more important. The Giants clearly place that same importance on Odell Beckham's health, as he'll miss his third straight game with the quad injury that's kept him on the sidelines. Just because the Giants don't have the same financial investment in Saquon Barkley doesn't mean they shouldn't protect him the same way. Barkley is equally, if not more important to the future of this team than Beckham. Defensively, containing Andrew Luck will be their number one priority. The Giants haven't seen too many top quarterbacks in the league recently. I can see Luck having a big day over the top of the Giants' secondary. There will be a lot of pressure on Olivier Vernon to lead the pass rush to prevent Luck from getting the time he needs to make those deep throws. With the Colts playing to keep their playoff hopes alive, I don't see the Giants pulling off this road win. Colts 31, Giants 17. Covering Big Blue, I'm David Spampanato, WFUV Sports. So looking at the Giants injury report, we're seeing Odell Beckham out, Sterling Shepard out, Ogletree out. This is looking like a team, not not to say that they're not injured, but maybe a team that's trying to pack it in in hopes of getting a better draft pick, going up against a Colts team in Indy, and then next week against the Cowboys at home. Those are two games, especially after last week, that look like losses for me, but the Giants have surprised me this year a number of times. Yeah, I mean, last week... The weather was absolutely miserable. I mean, it was pouring rain. Uh, I was at the game. I was soaked like two minutes into the (laughs) first quarter. I mean, do I think that the rain is the reason they lost? I want to say yes, because ever since the bye, they've... Not that they became a playoff-worthy team, but they definitely had some wins. I mean, that win against the Bears, nobody thought that they were going to pull that out, and they just... That was a great game. But... You're you're right with all the injuries, Collins, Ogletree, OBJ. I I I don't know. I mean, Ogletree has been a great player in the past three weeks. I mean, interceptions and but with him out, I, I don't know what the defense has to offer anymore. Yeah, and I, I if if that is the case in which they may actually be packing it in, why why not go full sail with it too? I mean, no Eli lim, limit limit. Oh well, Eli. <laughs> now you you keep in you keep Eli in there to help the tank, but uh. Take Barkley out. Uh, well, you don't have to bench him completely, but I would limit his carries because, I mean, it's just like you don't want this guy getting hurt. It's not even for the tank purpose. I mean, he's a big part of your future. You don't want him getting a potentially crippling injury in the last weeks when it doesn't matter. I mean, 
take others out. I mean, it, do, it doesn't really. I would pack it in if I was the Giants personally. I mean, as I'm not sure how much a difference is between a fourth overall pick and a seventh overall pick, so to speak. But listen, I mean, it, it can't hurt at this point, right? So and the wins don't help you in any way, really, because you you don't have your franchise quarterback. You really don't know what the future looks like in New York. It's not like you're playing a bunch of young guys anyway, so I don't see how wins help you in this occasion. Especially you're going up against the Colts, a, a team that I think no one wants to play. All the other AFC teams that have already clinched, hoping the Colts don't get in just because of how great they've been second half of the season in Indianapolis. Definitely would take the Colts there, just a little preview of the of the Pick'em segment. But um, the other thing is with Indy, I feel like, the offense has been getting so much attention. Their defense has really been great as well. Everyone wants to talk about Luck, and they're, they're putting good pieces around him. But defensively, the Colts have been really impressive. And if the Titans blanked the Giants last week, a Titans defense that has, has been good but has also been spotty throughout the year, I'm, I'm not sold on Tennessee defense, then I think the Colts are definitely going to gonna give them problems, a, defe- a depleted Giants team. Yeah, if the Titans defense could completely shut out the Giants, which is what they did, I really don't see how the Giants are going to be able to go up against the Colts. I I just I want to put all my faith in the Giants. I mean, but there comes a point in the season when you just can't. And I I think I've hit that point. Um what you said before about having a franchise quarterback, you're right. They don't. But that begs the question, do you think Eli Manning's going to start next year? Ooh. I think he is. I I just think I think the the Mares are enamored by him completely even though his play, in my opinion, hasn't warranted that over the past few years. Do I think it's the right decision? Absolutely not. I've, I've been one of the biggest Eli hate trains over the last <laughs> year to get him off the team for the sake of the Giants. But I, I do think at this point, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just think that they have a lot of faith in him. And even if they do draft a quarterback this year in the first round, if it's a Haskins type or even Justin Herbert's the rumored guy to go, uh, I, I think Eli still starts the year as the starting quarterback, and they would patiently work in Haskins because I, I just feel like that's how the Giants work in, at this point in time. Yeah, it's a bizarre sort of position that the Giants are in because obviously for years now we've been hearing they should move on from Eli. That's what everyone's saying, but they haven't really taken any steps in that direction. And then the question is, is this the year that they take the quarterback if they don't – like for me I and pretty much everyone, I, I think next year's quarterback class – is a lot better. I'm a big Tua fan from from Georgia. I think both of those guys I would take ahead of maybe a Haskins or a Will Greer. And I, Haskins, there's still chance chance he goes back. I think as well as uh, the guy from Oregon that you just mentioned. Yeah, Herbert. Right? Have either of those guys declared that they're no. definitely going this year? Yes. Yeah, so. I, I think they're both end up going to end up going. If you're a first round pick, there's no point. there's no reason yeah. to not go. I mean. We've seen two, way too many examples. I mean, Matt Barkley falling to the third round. Mm. We've seen Jake Locker go from number one pick to essentially back career backup from the start. I mean, it, there's just too much risk in staying in school, and I, I don't think that – I think both of those guys will eventually end up declaring. I think it's a good point about next year's draft, but you always you can't really depend on that, unfortunately. You can't depend on being that bad again. I just think you got to take the quarterback when you have the opportunity to, and that's why I didn't like the Saquon Barkley pick, as great as he is, because he is a great talent. When you have an opportunity to get a franchise quarterback, you have to take advantage of it. And listen, that might be the case this year. They might have a shot to do that, but they also had a pretty big opportunity last year at the number two overall pick, and they didn't. But listen, Barkley's been great too, so there's it's hard to really completely criticize that decision. But 
I, I think they're going to go quarterback this year, and I think I still think Eli is going to be the starter though next year because I just think the Giants are too committed to him for some reason that I don't know, but I, I think that Eli is going to be the guy next year. You're completely right about the Barkley pick. I remember draft night. The whole night leading up, I knew that they were going to pick Barkley. I wanted them to pick a quarterback. I thought Barkley was the wrong decision. I mean, obviously, he's a great running back, and I knew he'd do great on the Giants. But because of where we were, I I thought Eli should still start this year, but I thought that they should have another quarterback, like, just to kind of learn from him and that that, that the Giants could start going into the next season. But... I, I am happy with Barkley now. I mean, after this whole season, he's been great. But next year, what are they going to do? Because yep. you're right. They still don't have a quarterback. I mean, you, you're you're also right about the fact that Manning's probably going to start again. Another thing I'm worried about is just him in general. I mean, he's a lot older now, obviously, and he can't move around as much. And I'm just genuinely worried he's going to get hurt. And It's possible. You know, especially with that offensive line, man. I mean, I, yeah, no, I, Artemis, I completely agree. It's, it's a tough situation for both sides because, I mean, as much as I say the Giants should be pretty quickly to move on from him. I mean, he's been he's been the quarterback of New York for what over ten years, years, fifteen years yeah. now. So it is hard to move on. I mean, but at the same time, you got to do what's best for the franchise, and I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's even remotely debatable that moving on from Eli is the best decision because it clearly is and I definitely showed this year with his play and it's only going downhill from here so I just think it's a clear decision that they have to draft a quarterback in this draft whether that's Haskins or Herbert remains to be seen or someone else and like you mentioned Will Greer possibility but it's got to come now and mm-hmm. if if they don't then it's going to seriously cripple the franchise going forward. Yeah, I think they will end up taking a QB just because of the pressure they they feel from the fans and everyone at this point. It's been talked about so much that they need one. It's not like that's the only position. They're they're one position away from being a Super Bowl contending team. They definitely need help on the O-line, so getting a a lineman, I don't think you can be mad at that pick, but it all starts with the quarterback, especially in today's NFL. So we'll have a lot of time to see who the Giants end up taking in the offseason, but before we get into the pick'em segment, it's time now for our sleepers segment with Jack Caldwell. Nailing sleeper picks is a surefire way to get your team a victory. Here are some players that fantasy owners are currently overlooking. Okay, I've got a quarterback, a running back, and a tight end for you guys, and I'm going to start with Savior Sam. That's, of course, Sam Darnold on my J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. He's made strides in his last two weeks since returning from injury. He's going against a weak defensive Green Bay team. Specifically, that secondary has been troublesome for the Packers, and there's no Isaiah Crowell, so that could continue to influence the Jets to look into going for that pass game, especially when you they're going to look to continue to groom Darnold and develop him over these last couple of games. He could be really emphasized in the offense this week, and he's been pretty good in the last two, so I'm looking for that to continue. Over to the tight end position, how about Cameron Brait? He has annoyed the heck out of me because I've had him on my fantasy lineup, and he's pretty much rode the bench the entire season. He's a TD or bust tight end. He's never gotten more than 36 yards in a game, but there have been some games where he's gotten a massive massive amount of points because he's gotten these short touchdown catches. 
Now, in terms of tight uh, TD or bust, I'm looking at this weekend being a TD type of game for him against Dallas because the Cowboys have allowed tight ends to score in five of their last seven games. The secondary is going to be preoccupied with Mike Evans, so I think Cameron Brait could be a sleeper on uh, to catch some touchdowns for the Buccaneers. And then finally over to the running back position, Keith Ford for the Bills. What's up with the Bills running game? No Marcus Murphy. LaShawn McCoy and Chris Ivory are both banged up, could also not play. So Ford's going to get a lot of touches against the Pats' rush defense that's been highly mediocre this season. great stuff there and i can totally relate to you everybody has that one guy on the fantasy bench all year that he goes crazy when he's on the bench for me it was jared cook also at the tight end position and i i just started playing him at this point because he's too valuable when he's good but it's tough to find good tight ends especially if you kelsey and then everyone else it seems like this yeah it's like kelsey Ertz and then then gronk is obviously always there that the the guy i i I love that point about the uh the guy on the bench that always seems to irk you i mean it seems to regularly be Deshaun Jackson each year for <laughs> someone. I mean, I'm not wasn't me this year, luckily, but I mean, he has he'll put up like 200 yards and three touchdowns and then go targetless for two weeks in a row. It's ridiculous, but that's that's a really funny point actually. Two times I've started Brait. He's gotten zero points each time, and I feel like every single other week. I've looked at the bench and he's gotten eight or ten points. So you pretty bench- good for a tight. Are end. you benching him this week? Is what you're saying? I have Ebron starting just because I like uh, that matchup better. I think I don't I think blame that, you. I think a that's a sensible yeah. start over Brait. Even though I'm picking Brait to go for TD over Bust, I still think Ebron would get more points. But yeah, I think if if I in, I'm in a six guy league, so oh, wow. obviously wow. our roster is usually pretty yeah. stacked. Yeah. In a standard league, I would say Brait is a good starting tight end. Okay. I've never even heard of six team. I've heard of eight team <laughs> leagues. Six team leagues. That's got to be loaded. We cut it from twelve to six. Wow. It was high school friends and it's like the six guys who were all in the northeast area. Okay. So the, did certain guys just not make the cut, or was the type of thing they had different? No, priorities? it was like I had a couple friends who went to schools really far away, oh, California okay. and the deep south. It's all this league is deep now south. the the northeast guys gotcha. who we can still meet up in our Connecticut hometown. Fair so. enough. All right, awesome. So we ready for some pick'em? Oh, yeah. Start the pick'em segment. We got tomorrow, Washington at Tennessee. Oof, I'm going to go. I'll go Titans in that one. They've looked good recently. Redskins somehow won last week, but that quarterback situation is a mess, and I like I love Tennessee's run game, even though I don't know if Henry has it again. I'm going with Tennessee. Yeah, I'm also going with Tennessee, even though the Redskins didn't did win last week. That loss against the Giants, uh, where the Giants scored 40 points, just completely obliterated my faith in them. So yeah, Tennessee. <laughs> I picked AP to be my fantasy dud. <laughs> I can't trust Josh Jackson to carry the Redskins again, so I'm going Titans. All right, Ravens at Chargers, maybe game of the week on a Saturday. I don't have enough faith in Lamar Jackson at this point. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I would love to see Lamar Jackson win this game, but I'm also a big fan of the Chargers right now, and that offense is rolling. The defense is stopping everything. Let's go with L.A. Yeah, well, I think it might be a close game, but I do think the Chargers will pull out with a win. I'm also just rooting for them because... I love Philip Rivers, uh, which is something you mentioned before, yeah. Jackson. But I, I actually do think that they're going to win based on their lineup. I'm going Chargers all the way on this one. Bengals and Browns, two teams sort of going in opposite directions. Cleveland home in this one. I'll go Browns. Oof. Yeah, I, I got to go with uh, Cleveland here. Uh, too much injury. 
woes in Cincinnati, and I love the way Baker Mayfield and that offense is playing. Let's go with Cleveland. The fact that they essentially have the same record, I mean, the Bengals are 6-8 and eight and the Browns are 6-7-1, and seven and one, is just astounding to me. I mean, I remember last year when the Browns hadn't won anything, but this year, this week, I'm, I am going to go with the Browns. I do think they'll be able to win. I think this is the first time in my entire life I've picked the Cleveland Browns <laughs> to win a game, but I'm doing it. This is the only year you can do it, it seems like. Maybe next year if they keep going in that direction. Bucks at Cowboys. Cowboys have looked so good recently, apart from last week, but I, I think they turned it around. I'm actually going to take Tampa Bay. I, I have no real logic behind this. Uh, I just want to switch things up, I think, a little bit. But I'm also thinking that the Cowboys, uh, that, that performance last weekend was a little concerning for me, even though it might have just been a foot-off-the-gas-pedal type of thing. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. While last week's performance by the Cowboys was a little disappointing, I still think that they're going to be able to pull it out against the Buccaneers this week, especially because they're also hoping for a playoff spot. Yep. I think the Cowboys are going to be coming back with a vengeance. They've got some real motivation. They've got a playoff incentive. I'm taking Dallas. All right, Vikings at Lions. Vikings are playing for something. Lions are not. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, I'll take Minnesota as well. They're starting to hit a groove. Offense finally got into motion last week with the firing of their offensive coordinator. I'm taking Minnesota. Yeah, essentially based on the fact that the Vikings are playing for a playoff spot, I'm also going with the Vikings. Vikings for all the reasons you guys just mentioned. All right, Giants at Colts. We talked about this a lot. Can't pick the Giants for a lot of different reasons. Injuries being the most, I'll go Colts. Yeah, I'm going Colts too. No discussion about it. It genuinely hurts my heart to have to say I think the Colts are going to win because I love the Giants. I mean, I'm wearing a Giants Giant scarf, scarf right now. Yeah. But um, I, I have to say the Colts are going to win. I'm going with Indy. All right, Jags at Dolphins. This is a tough one. Jags have looked so bad recently. Got to go Dolphins. Oh, this is such an Adam Gase letdown game. You, you just know <laughs> it is for the Dolphins, even though that was what was last week. But I'm, I'm going to take Jacksonville. I remember in the beginning of the year when Jacksonville was was predicted to be a playoff team. Everybody thought that they were going to go all the way. They're 4-10 and 10 now. I can't, I can't go for them. I'm going with the Dolphins. In a battle of Floridian mediocrity, I'm taking <laughs> the Dolphins. That's, that's what it is right there. Bills at Pats. I want to pick the Bills here, but Patriots have too much to play for. 13.5-point favorites. Got, got to pick the Pats. Yeah, and I'd love a lot of things, too, and you just can't pick the Bills <laughs> in this matchup. you got to go New England. Yeah, I actually mentioned to my mom yesterday that I thought I might pick the Bills just because, but I, I am going to go with the Patriots. I really don't think that the Patriots will fall to the Bills. I think this Patriots dynasty, or whatever you want to call it, has faded a bit recently, but it feels like every time... It, you start to think they're falling. They keep you on your toes, and they come back. And I think this could be a statement win. Couldn't agree more. Packers at Jets. I already gave my pick. Give me the Jets here. Yeah, I'm taking Green Bay in this one. Just too much firepower from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm also going with the Packers. With all the injuries on the Jets, as I mentioned before, I, I just think Aaron Rodgers and the team are going to blow up. Logic aside, we used to have a pick em segment on my high school morning show, the entire school watched. First time I was on it, I picked against the Jets. The Jets won. And so the entire rest of the year, and still apparently now after I've graduated, picking against your own team is called pulling a Caldwell, which is an expression <laughs> oh, like used that. throughout my school. <laughs> so now on my FUV football pick em debut, I have to pull a Caldwell. I'm picking the Packers against my Jets. <laughs> That's awesome. Texans at Eagles. I'm going Texans even though they're on the road. Yeah, Philadelphia secondary and the rest of their team, too depleted with injuries. I think Watson's going to tear them apart. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Texans. While the Eagles could essentially make the playoffs if the Cowboys lose both of their next games, 
I, I just think the Texans are going to go crazy. I think the Eagles could go on a little run here, similar to last year, get hot at the right time. I'm going to pick Philly. Falcons at Panthers, two disappointing teams. Give me the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to take the Falcons, too, in this one. No Cam Newton, probably good for Carolina because his shoulder just doesn't look anywhere in shape. And I like Falcons' offensive machine. Despite the Cam Newton injury, I think I'm going to still go with the Panthers. Even though their performance against the Saints was really disappointing last week, I, I'm i just still going to go with the Panthers. Give me the Falcons. Like I said, I like Matt Ryan this weekend. Rams at Cardinals, not even going to be close. Rams. Yeah, it's going to be a sweep around the board, Rams for me. Yeah, I'm also going to say Rams. Los Angeles. Bears at Niners, similar type game. Although although the Niners have, have shown some life recently, I'll, I'll still go Bears. Yeah, and Bears still playing for a first-round bye. Potentially, I'll go with Chicago. Part of me is thinking that the 49ers might win just because the Giants were able to pull out a win over the Bears, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that was just a freak accident, so I'm going to go with the Bears. Yeah, I'm taking the Bears too. All right, Steelers at Saints, another game of the week candidate. Tough one for me. I got to go Saints at home. Yeah, the, this, the home factor is just puts it over the edge for me. Got to go with New Orleans. Yeah, you said it the best, Saints. Yep, New Orleans. Chiefs at Seahawks. It's sort of become a thing. Pat Mahomes can't win big games, apparently. I'm not buying it. Give me the Chiefs on the road. Yeah, I, I want to pick Seattle at home, but, I mean, I think with the way that, uh, excuse me, Kansas City lost last time out to the Chargers and – Having the extended time off, I, I think, is going to be too much for Kansas City. I'm very excited for this game, actually, but I do think the Chiefs are going to be able to pull it out and win, even though they won't. Even though the Seahawks will be at home. Everything the eye test has told me says the Chiefs. My gut is telling me the Seahawks, but I'm going to go with my brain and pick the Chiefs. Ooh, gotta go I don't know. I, I have my gut telling me it's an upset, but I'm. I have to pick the Chief. Chiefs. All right, and finally Monday night snoozer. Broncos yeah. at Raiders. Tell me Gotta go it. Broncos. I'm actually going to go with the Raiders on this one. I mean, as bad as the Raiders are, I just don't think that Denver without their weapons is any good. I'm actually still going to go with the Broncos, um, even because of that. I just think that they won't kind of let themselves fall to the Raiders, just because the Raiders, I, they both have bad records, but I, I just think the Broncos will pull out a win. Nothing better than sitting around a hot fireplace on Christmas Eve with the family and watching a horrible football game. But I'm going to be picking the Broncos. I'll be looking forward to doing that also <laughs> this coming Monday. That'll do it for Week 16 edition of NFL Friday for Jackson Heil, Artemis Segaris, Jack Caldwell, and Emmanuel Barbari producing. I'm Vinny DeBellis. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out again next week.